Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. This afternoon, wearing a becoming navy blue dress with a fresh white collar and carrying a neat wicker basket, Aunt Mary entered Wakefield's chief professional building and went up to the second floor. She paused in the hall to catch her breath and smooth back a wisp of hair. Then she entered a door on which was lettered Albert R. Olson, DDS. As she entered the dentist's reception room, she was thinking she must remind her niece, Peggy Douglas, it was time for a regular checkup. <laughs> then she smiled a little. After all, Peggy was a young married woman now. But Aunt Mary often caught herself thinking of the young girl's welfare as if she was still a youngster. The smile was still on her lips as she closed the door. Mary, I must say you're a very welcome sight. <laughs> well, so are you, David. Good afternoon. <laughs> One doesn't usually see a person looking so cheerful on a trip to the dentist. <laughs> it's, a, it's proof of what a brave soul you are, Mary. That happy expression you're wearing. Oh, you give me too much credit, David. I just came up to deliver a dozen eggs. <laughs> I see. Well, it makes me feel better. I'm afraid I've never overcome my dread of the dentist's chair. Although Albert was very gentle with me today. <laughs> Are you leaving? No, I was, but now you're here, suppose we sit down and have a little chat. One thing about Albert, he does have comfortable chairs in here. To keep the patients in a relaxed mood while they're waiting for the ordeal. <laughs> I suppose that's it. Well, I can do with a little rest. This is my last stop. And I am rather tuckered out. Why don't you have Randy make the deliveries for you, Mary? He'd be glad to if I'd let him. But I'd miss doing it. In fact, I rather enjoy my weekly trip. It's nice to have a little chat here and there. Mm. How How is Randy? Well, he's been feeling quite restless, David. At loose ends the last six months or so. Uh -huh. Now, he thinks he'd like to go into business for himself. Hmm. That might be a good idea, Mary. Randy has a good business head and plenty of drive. <laughs> he certainly has drive. <laughs> well, perhaps we can put our heads together and figure out a way for him to use his capabilities. Mary, are you in a particular hurry this afternoon? Not especially. Why, David? I'm on my way to see Angus McKillop. I'd be awfully pleased if you'd come with me. Angus? I haven't seen him for quite a while. I want to ask him his help in a legal way. But you know Angus, Mary. He can be pretty difficult sometimes. <laughs> you always seem to have a good effect on him, though. Oh, Angus and I have had our little disagreements from time to time. Mm, I know, but you're awfully good at wearing him down. And I'm afraid it's going to take an awful lot of that. You better Lord Harry, Mary Lane and David. It's been a long time since you two dropped in to see me. By the way, Mary, are you comfortable? That leather settee of mine has seen better days. Thank you, Angus. This is fine. Uh, is this in the way of a social call, or have you come to me on business? Well, Angus, not that we aren't glad to have a chat with you, but I confess we want to talk to you on a professional matter. That is, I do, and Mary came along at my request. I see. I might have known. When you two descended on me, why, it usually meant trouble of one sort or another. Oh, Angus, you don't really mean that. <laughs> don't be too sure of that, Mary Lynn. <laughs> Uh, well, let's have the bad news. What is it this time? I might as well come to it directly, Angus. The fact is, I'd like you to take over the job of defending my niece. Or rather, to act as her counsel in this perjury suit that's 
pending. <sighs> so that's it. As you know, Kit's been at the Huntsville Sanitarium for some time. Hey. But didn't you tell me she's just about back to normal again, David? Well, Angus, Kit has improved a great deal, but she's not entirely recovered. Far from it. I see. Nevertheless, Gerald Craig has refused to consider a postponement. I can't say for sure what his reason is, but I have a pretty good hunch some pressure was put on him. <sighs> and moreover, I suspect it was the doing of her father, of Ben himself. I wouldn't put it past Ben Galvert. That has nothing to do with my feeling about the case, David. The fact is, I prefer not to handle it. I, uh, I have to believe in the cases I take. I couldn't in this one, so I... I wouldn't do it justice. That being a fact, then, in all fairness to you, David, and to your niece, I'm not the man for the job. Oh, Angus. I couldn't do it, Mary Lynn. Not remembering what I do about that custody suit which started the whole thing. Look here, David. Surely you don't deny your niece perjured herself at the time? No, Angus. I can't deny it. Then what do you expect me to do? She's guilty. Of course she is. Also, she's still a sick girl. Craig doesn't believe it. I think it would be difficult to prove, since there's nothing unreasonable or abnormal now about her behavior, but she's still not a well girl. My guess is that the DA is going to be very rough, Angus. She'll need good representation. And there's a side to the picture other than the one Craig will show. There are extenuating circumstances which should be brought out. Uh-huh. Well... Angus, Kit's mental illness isn't a question of the last months just since she's had the mental breakdown. Kit was already ill, mentally ill, or spiritually ill, you might say, long before the unfortunate affair with Lisa Fenner and her baby. Are you saying you think the girl wasn't responsible for what she did? No, Angus. No, I'm afraid she knew what she was doing at the time. But I think if you understood some of the things Dr. Larrabee has unearthed in his interviews with her... Mary, then Mary, it... Mary, I, I have a pretty good idea of the sort of thing you're talking about. Kit is the victim of her father's upbringing and so forth and so forth. But the fact remains that Kit Calvert knew very well what she was doing when she lied under oath. Frankly, I'd consider myself a hypocrite if I attempted to defend her. Angus, you don't understand what I mean. Surely you don't think I'm asking you to attempt to get Kit off scot-free. I agree with you. Kit can't escape punishment. But at this time, when she's still convalescent, you might say, I would like to see her get a minimum sentence. Mm. Well, David, it's unfortunate the thing hangs over her, what with her illness. But I just couldn't make this sort of plea that... Well, I'd feel a lot better if you tried yourself another attorney. Don't you understand, ma'am? Knowing what the girl's done, the way she's behaved... They'd make a very weak defense attorney. My, my heart wouldn't be in it. Angus, perhaps you'd feel differently if you knew how Kit's changed. Changed? Yes, really. Well, maybe she's gotten you to believe she has, but... I'm sorry, Mary, I, but, but I can't believe she has or ever will. I regret to say that about your niece, David, but, uh, but there it is. But I happen to know better. You see, Angus, my son's been going over to the sanitarium to visit Kit almost every day, especially recently. And Randy's been in close touch with her psychiatrist also. Kit's developing into an entirely different person. And what sort of a person may that be? A very fine person. One who shows the capacity to be kind, to be generous, to care what happens to those around her. One 
who wants to atone for her misdeed. Is this Dr. Larrabee a psychiatrist or a magician? It seems to me it would require more than a few months in a sanitarium to accomplish all that. However, Angus, it is being accomplished. Don't you think there's a possibility you may have been taken in, Mary? No, Angus. Well, maybe I'm a stubborn old cynic, but I'm inclined to feel that you and All right, then, Angus. Don't take our opinion. You feel that you know people, or at least that you can tell a man's character from talking to him. Then make your own opinion. Go and see Kit. Talk to her. Won't you at least do that? Yes, Angus. I wish you would. Very well. I'll talk to it. Mary, you must be very confident. You and David. Yes, Angus. We are. But Aunt Mary may have unwittingly misled the attorney. For her son has not yet told her of a discovery he made during his last visit to Kit Calvert. A discovery which was a great disappointment to the young man. From the way Kit had talked, he's begun to doubt again whether she has changed after all. Apparently, she still hoped to escape responsibility for her actions. Now, Angus McKillop may not find what Aunt Mary expects him to. 